Welcome to City Shrinks, a zero filter podcast bringing the conversation about mental health into the 21st century. We are your hosts, Gina and Athena, two New York City therapists with over 30 years of experience. For today, we put down the notebook and pick up a mic and give you full access to real talk with real professionals. This is not your typical mental health podcast. Here, the goal is to keep it 100% real with you. We are City Shrinks. Welcome, everybody. Hello. Welcome to the show. I'm Gina Hurd, LCSWR. Yes, I am Athena Karas, LMFT. Okay, so what we have been doing for the last few episodes is we're building. We talked about anxiety. We talked about what it looked like. We're going to get into, we're going to go back into it, and we're going to talk about the cure, nuts and bolts. But today, we're going to talk about depression. We have to weave it in, y'all. Now, the understanding is you must understand that you will never, ever, ever have anxiety unless you also have depression. That's a fact. That's how it is. Because depression is the wood to the fire of anxiety. Yes. It is the wood. It makes the anxiety burn. It makes it present. If you get rid of the wood, push it away, give less, dampen it, then you're also going to put out the anxiety. Right. But how do we get to treat the depression when the client in front of us is so anxious? And as we know, anxiety takes over your brain. It's a hijack. That's the word I like to use. It hijacks your brain and you basically are completely distracted by your anxiety in everyday life with everyday decisions, rituals, habits, thinking, yeah. relationships, yeah. work, blah, blah, list no, goes but on. So if the therapist knows that it's really all about the depression, then some of those techniques will really bring the anxiety down. I don't know that it will cure it because I'm in the business of curing it. But it will certainly bring it down. But if you leave that depression to run wild, you'll be in therapy for 50 years. You may bring it down for a month, a week, and then the next week, it'll be back up without that depression addressed. And oftentimes, you know, people do have, you know, that dual diagnosis, right? Anxiety and depression. We hear that a lot, right? I have anxiety and depression, anxiety and depression, right? So they do get that diagnosis and they do understand they have both, but in terms of treatment, yes. right? What does that That's look like in those, in those you situations? Can't have, you can't have depression without anxiety. So sure. let's be perfectly clear. Yeah. Yes. So that's a whole, and then we're going to say something about depression that's really, you know, you, you have to wrap your mind around as a clinician and as a, a, when we talk about just basic psychology 101, that depression is really the cornerstone of most things. My whole systems always bring that depression down, stabilize it, and whatever the problem is, it's going to be minimal. Right. And if you have to think about the fact that, you know, depression, I mean, in my practice and, you know, my systems are composed, you know, is composed of some of the lowest energy emotions, which is shame, grief, apathy. These are the lowest vibrations that you can function on, right? So depression really is as bad as it gets. I mean, that's obvious with, you know, its ultimate 
right? Which is suicide. So what it can be worse, right? Homicide, suicide, um, all these kind of uh, manifestations of depression. And we don't see that. We don't, you know, we don't see homicide as depression because it's violent, and right? you're just very focused and, in on the act. Correct. Right? And, you're and then the person in... is evil and ugly and terrible. Correct. And, you can't, and you're not really focused on, okay, well, what was really going on in their right. brain? For and you I could do that. What is really going on with you? And, I, and, and, you know, the fact that all of these kind of mass killings, um, these, these murder suicides, I mean... I've, I don't know. I, I, every day, right? It's it's kind of a new story. You know, yeah. this mother killing yeah. her. You know, this is huge We've case. been triggered. It's, the, right. it's a pandemic trigger. Right, right. So we really, and of course, all these things have always existed. But, you know, we really have to get in the business of emphasizing mental health and crime. Right? Yeah. And knowing, so here's what we're going to do today. Right. We're going to define it. We're, we're going to tell you, know, right. you what it looks like. Right. And, and, and. You know, again, try to strip away your whole view of what depressed looks like. Try to keep an open mind as you're listening to the different ways that depression can can look. And and you know, and why in your peer group, right? And disease, I have a lot of of suicide, a right. lot of suicide attempts. Young, yeah, yeah. Yep. So I do. I work on a scale, uh, the train, and I think maybe I talked about yes, this. Yes, we the mentioned. Yep, the train. One to ten. Mm -hmm. Ten is, oh my God, I could be hospitalized. Ten is homicide, suicide, mm -hmm. suicide with a plan. Like I actively want to kill myself. Right. Right. And so then you have some pieces of that in nine. One, though, so so many people have one. One I define as being slightly mean. Hmm. Irritable. Yes. Why? Why do you have to be mean? Why are you being mean to somebody that you say that you love? Why are you walking around feeling like kind of hmm. mean? What is that? Bullyish, about? even. Yeah. Customer, Impatient. right? Impatient. Mm -hmm. Impatient. Where is your patience for your children, your family, for the person that you don't even know for on customer the service? So, right. Customer right. service. Your your job. Right. How about understanding that it is my job to be mm -hmm. to be patient? Right. I love this one. Slow to excite. Hmm. It takes you a long time to get excited if sometimes you even get excited, right? What is your, something crazy has to happen for you to get excited when you have those low, very low levels of depression. So it's on a scale. So right. all depression does not look the same. And that's why we get so confused. Mm. And when people say, oh, let, you know, just talk about it or, or talk to somebody about it, find somebody to talk to. What are you talking about? What does that mean? What does that mean to the person that has a low level of depression and it's walking around feeling, right, uh, uh, under eating, overeating? Mm -hmm. Those are all signs of depression. Overwhelmed right. by daily life. Why are you overwhelmed by your own life? This is not a quality of life to be overwhelmed, walking around feeling like I can't wait till the day's over and then I got to go home and clean and do this and this right. is not fun and this is, I'm, I'm, I'm just feeling like, wow, this is like every single day? No, mm -hmm. no, there's a name for that. Right. And also keep in mind that just because you are on a low level of depression and now in the diagnostic manual, we do have, you know, degrees of depression and they're labeled as mild, moderate and severe. And just because you 
have mild depression doesn't mean you don't have it, right? So that's that black and white thinking from the anxiety that's not letting you... If I'm not laying on the couch and I can't get up, then uh, I'm fine. fine. I don't have depression. And that's also, the medication is overused and it's also underused. We're going to get into that, right? We're going to next... That's next next episode. That's the nutraceuticals episode. Yeah, so we're going to tell you what we think about meds and what we think about vitamins and herbs and all of that. But it's, it's underused because as you get older... And some of those things I'm describing are, are like really defining your quality of life. And so you're 50, 60, 70 years old, and you're what, because you, you're older, so you're mean because you're older because you have no patience. Well, you're supposed to be more at peace. You're supposed mm. to have more patience with people. You're supposed to be more loving. But if you never treated your depression and now you're thinking, oh, I don't want to treat it. I don't want to take the meds. I don't understand it. It's not bad. No one is going to see it. I'm used to it. Mm -hmm. It's the normalization of depression in America. Right. And, you know, that's the hustle of New York, right? We're supposed to be tired. We're supposed to be burnt out. We're so, Because mm-hmm. burnout means we're hustlers. Hustling means we're successful. Hustling means we're hungry, right? So if we're at rest, people report a lot in my practice, there's a guilt of rest, right? There's a guilt of, of, of self-care even. Yes. Yes. You know, and that's a big boundary, you know, that I think, you know, I don't know if it's society, you know, I don't, it could just be that social media, right? Kind of like drilling that, you know, all of this, you know, you could do this and you could be this and you could be that. And, and at the end, what does depression do? You take those statements and you internalize them and then you self-loathe and you compare and you say, why can't I do that? And because you're It's also quiet, isn't it? It's also Mm -hmm. very, very quiet and normalized. And again, that shame. And so I can't really share it. So I'm going to just hold on to it. But, you know, you can always do something. You can always move yourself, but we don't really talk about how that's done. How is it done? How do I move myself out of a depressed state? What do I absolutely need to do? You know, I listened to a, a commercial today from the U- United States Air Force. Hmm. It didn't say who it was sponsored by until the very end. So I was a little shocked. But I heard them say, if you're stressed, don't just, don't just allow yourself to be stressed. Tell a friend that you're stressed. Talk to them. Do something with them. Now, see, I love that because that's real. Right. That's real. Tell somebody I'm feeling stressed. Why? Let somebody listen to you and then, you know, spend some time. So that's also one of the ways socializing that mm. we we fight depression, right? It's but, huge. But socializing, if, you know, again, going back to my, you know, my skills, if you are in a, in a, in a kind of, um, if you've been taken over by shame, then one of the physical manifestations of shame is elimination, right? So eliminating yourself from the world, eliminating your presence from other people, right? So that's that isolating aspect of depression, right? So you're eliminating, you know, when you see these kids that, you know, you talk to them and they put the blanket over their head, right? And they kind of do that thing. They put their face in their shirts. You know, that's kind of like, I don't want to be seen. I'm very uncomfortable with with this um, attention, with any attention. And so that often becomes when I can get up and I'm not on the sofa Mm -hmm. crying, can't, you know, take a shower. That often, often becomes as this is just how I am, right? This is who I am. 
I'm an I introvert. Just, that's, that's what I, yes, yes. This is how I've always been. Yes. I've always been like this. This is this is what I am. So let's get to some of the, what does it look like when you're walking around day to day? What does depression look like? Oh, is this it, the high functioning depression? Yeah, yes. Oh, yes. And that's another thing that disease <laughs> right, do. You know, disease, they love giving technical terms new names. So many new names. High right? we functioning about depression. Yes. And Gina's like... It's just fucking depression, all right? Okay. Like, why, why are we... <laughs> yeah, I'm sick of it, okay? Like, there's no such thing. Somebody actually, another psychologist came anxiety. on and said, okay, let's just get it straight. When you talk about gaslighting, that's called anxiety. There's no such thing. When you talk about high-functioning depression, there's no such thing. There's so many of these terms... That we get drowned line. in them. We right. get drowned. And those are things, right? Gaslighting is, you know, we love subtext, right? Because again, that is part of our society's anxiety to just kind of poke at everything. Here we go. Exactly. So here's my list. My list is uh, drug use, mm. very normalized and, and becoming more and more uh, normalized. But if you are, you know, and so maybe if you're young and you're early 20s and you're using a little this and that, then yes, that's a little bright of passage. Maybe, maybe you're experimenting. I don't, you don't need it, but you, then you're, you're trying to figure yourself, learn yourself after a certain age, when the brain is done developing 24 and you're still getting high. Now you're, you're masking something, you're hiding something, you're trying to find something, you're pushing in pain, you're using drugs and the alcohol. And I'm not talking about a couple glasses of wine with your fighting or arguing with mm. total strangers mm. and or the people that you say that you love, that's depression. Mm. Mm. That's depression. What is with the fighting and the arguing and the screaming? And New Yorkers are just so classic, right? We just right. want to fight and yell and think that it's okay. Well, you know, because everybody's on eggshells. You know, everybody's on eggshells, even though we, a lot of... It's interesting because in reality, we're all stressed about the same things most of the time. But... You know, you know, New York is all about minding your business, right? So there goes sometimes a socialization, right? We live in we live in buildings. We don't even know who lives in the, do the next door to us. Yeah, it didn't used to be like that. Well, yeah. you know, I think that 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 just gets you know just because of the crime. I think all big cities, right? New York is not the only big city that suffers from a lot of crime. And I mean, it really kind of destroys community, yeah. destroys yeah. Um, socialization, which then. You know, we get more depressed, so we're more uh, into, you know, doing drugs and alcohol and money. Money's also, you know. So that's another one, overspending. Right. right? Just shopping so mm -hmm. that you can feel something uh, as a way to socialize as a pastime. So I'm shopping. I don't see it's a problem. I've oh, Amazon Prime. Come but, on, y'all. Yeah, come on. That's That's depression. That is a low level of depression. It is what it is. I know you don't think you're depressed. I know you don't. I know you don't want to be. You think that you know. You think that. But And if you don't know it, if we don't talk about it, and you understand what it exactly looks like, this is why suicide occurs. Eventually. Absolutely. Right? And we always say mental illness is progressive. So, you know, there's no such thing as I'm going to grow out of my anxiety. I'm going to grow out of my depression. Okay, right. y'all? The longer you go untreated, the worse it gets because that's just how mental health works. Yeah. It's like anything. It's like it's, yes. it's like physical Progressive. health. What are you going right. to do? Not treat your cancer? What are you going to do? Not treat mm -hmm. your, your emphysema? Your, you just, your I'm just going yeah. to see mm -hmm. what happens. Let's right. see what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're going to see what happens mm -hmm. is that it's going to get worse. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, see that. Right. Um, 
So what do we want? To, so what do I still have? I have uh, constant problems in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Cannot settle down. You can't get to a space where everything is peaceful. And not that you can't have an argument out of the, you know, the rare argument. Mm-hmm. But this thinking that my relationship is based on arguing, that it's mm. normal, that this is how we can function. This is how we communicate. You know how many patients I have that tell me that? I say, you know, oh, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's part of it. You know, it's what we do. All couples mm. argue. I'm like, okay, no. No, not like that. <laughs> no, not when you're dysfunctional. And, you know, an argument can be in a relationship that's mm-hmm. not dysfunctional. Oh, we had a misunderstanding. Right. So it doesn't mean that I start fighting you if I see you don't understand what I'm trying to say. Mm. What's up with my patience? Well, you know, in my, all of my couples work, you know, when you are, married to somebody or you're the person with depression, I always need to emphasize a couple of things. And that's number one, people who are depressed can't hear you. At a certain level. So okay. there's a train again. Right. If you're at a one or a two, yeah. sometimes they're a little open. And especially if you sort of Catch say- Catch them on a good know, day. Yes. Yes. But a five, that's and where above, it's dangerous. Right. Yeah. So they, now I cannot hear. They can't hear you and y'all are arguing, you know, and most of the time, you know, these, you know, anxious and depressed people find each other because, you know, you got to be really depressed to deal with a very highly anxious person, right? You got to like have some block- to their stress where you can kind of, you know, just kind of go inside, right? And and kind of desensitize yourself to their anxi- that anxiety energy. And and really only an anxious person can deal with somebody who's really depressed, right? Because they're so preoccupied with their dilemmas, yeah, right? And their negativity them. and this problem and that problem. And they just, you know, they don't even see them. So you find those pairings a lot. So people are depressed, remember, they can't hear you. So unless you treat their depression, y'all can keep fighting and fighting over nothing. But, you know, you can pick a human being apart that has depression. They'll let you. Right. Yes. Right. Oh, you do this. Oh, why don't you do this? Or why don't you do that? Why are you so lazy? Why are you so this? Why are you doing that? That's the anxious partner. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So Mm -hmm. there's there's that dance. Right. So now we're we're really They dance perfectly, I will say. (laughs) It's it's an ugly dance, but they're in in rhythm. And the two anxious partners also know one another. They Mm -hmm. know, you know, it's always a a fight. You see, if you have one depressed, they'll be quiet. Right. Right. They'll just suck it in. Defeated. Yes. Defeated. Right. It's not quiet at all, is it? It's very defeated. Yeah. So we're talking about triggering and we love to say trigger here in New York. You oh, know, oh you're so triggering. Oh, that's so triggering. Trigger warning. You trigger me. What are you doing? How you? That's a, no. When we say trigger, we're talking about, think about the train. If you're at a four and you've been triggered. So right. what happened to Twitch? Mm. Awful, sad, lovely, sweetest, sweetest right. guy, right? right? I don't know him, but that, at that spirit, that mm. soul, mm-hmm. what? So what that can look like, again, is that you're at a four or a five. Now, a four or a five also on my list is I don't want to be here. That equals I'm going to kill myself. Eventually. Eventually. Right. Right. Because if I don't want to be here, what is that really saying? What is that saying? It's very different than having a suicidal plan. Right. It's very different than actively trying to kill yourself. Right. You're just saying, I don't want to be here. Now, what happens when something is triggering? Right. Something happens in your life. Someone says something wrong. Someone that you love passes away. You didn't sleep well. You haven't eaten well. You got sick. You're recovered. Uh, so many things, y'all. So many things. Now I'm triggered at a seven or eight. And so now in one day, 
Right. It could happen in 24 hours. And doesn't that often happen that way when we hear about these stories when they come out, right? Oh, they were just, they were except fine just that, yesterday. Yeah, except that you were never fine because right. five is not fine. We, we're saying two, one is not fine. But, but in New York, we're saying five is just fine. You see? Yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's, no, but but right? whose responsibility is that for helping us really understand that really what that looks like day to right. day, explaining it, going through it, picking through the definition of it. Mm. That's really what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what you're looking at, mm -hmm. if everybody, the only thing you know about depression is that you can't get out of bed, then, then we are lost. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there have been some commercials where, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen these commercials because, you know, we love uh, mental health pharmaceutical commercials uh, in this country. There's this one commercial where, you know, you the you see the person walking around smiling and then they have a sad face or something like yes. plant. You've seen this commercial? Yes, yes. Right? I, I respect that one. Right. As right. opposed to the one where the, the woman is on, on the sofa yeah. and the elephant is on her chest. Right, yes. right. And it doesn't feel that way. You know, a lot of, especially, you know, in terms of suicide rates, the highest suicide rates are amongst middle-aged white men. Really? Yes. So in that case, we think about, well, you know, also heart attack. Who is the high, at highest risk for a heart attack? Right. Right. Because right. there's yeah. that suppression. There's that putting that high functioning depression. Right. We still got to get up. We go to work. We do our thing. Da, 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 yeah, da. American psychologist mm -hmm. said that. And their study on depression said that you will if you have depression, you are 70 percent. There's a 70% higher chance that you die an early death. Absolutely. 70%, of course. Absolutely. You look at all of these, these symptoms that we're talking about, right? Your mm -hmm. alcohol use, mm -hmm. your drug use, mm -hmm. you're stressed over your relationship. Your sleep disturbance. You're arguing. You're, yeah. There, right. There's, we could go on and on and on, right? Right. You're poor. It looks like poor decision making. Poor decisions. Yep. That's you're making the one. poor decisions about your health. So you're making poor decisions. Right. We say, why would you do that? What you, what were you thinking? Why why are you why are you doing, why would you get out and smack somebody because they cut you off? What you're like you're you're poor decision making, right? Absolutely, and all of that, right? That's what it looks like cheating, infidelity, mm, infidelity. You're not making again clear decisions. I the best definition that I have come across for depression is you have unclear thinking. Yep, unclear thinking. And if you understand that and get in touch with that, there's so many things that you can do to help clear up your thinking. Yeah. You don't always have to take, you know, that medication. There's right. so many other things that you can do. But if you need it, God knows, take it. Okay? Right. That's what it's there for. But take it. But it, it's not, it's, it's available to you. But get in touch with what unclear thinking means, looks like in yourself and in others. Right. Right. And don't normalize unclear thinking. I always talk about clarity in my practice, right? When when people are, you know, they come and they have a dilemma, right? A huge dilemma. I'm like, well, you know, and they think that the aim is to to find the right decision. This is always people's aim, right? Because that's that's that instant gratification, you know, garbage. Like, well, you know, I need to make the right decision and and I have to avoid the wrong one, right? And I have to make sure that this goes like this because if not, that goes like that. You know, all this like fucking, I call it branching, right? They like... You know, they're just like every thought has three branches and they keep doing this and you get so lost. It's like this big, crazy tree and you don't even know where the hell the nest is at. You're lost. You, you have no idea what's going on in your head. I'm like, listen, the goal is to get some clarity. Yes. OK, so if you Preach. put all right, if you put some shit at the bottom 
of a body of water. And I put that shit right at the bottom. And I'm like, okay, look at that. What's down there? You might be able to tell me. But if I get in that water and I start slapping, flapping, walking around, you know, and I'm like creating ripples, ripples, ripples everywhere. And I tell you, all right, can you pick, let me know what that is. You won't be able to. Because you can't see. So why the hell, right. So why the hell would we now go bobbing for for nothing? Because we can't see. So why don't we stop? I call it sleepwalking. Like right now you're sleepwalking, (laughs) right? You're moving around. You're doing stuff. I get it. You you can kind of like, you can open the fridge. You don't even know how the hell you know how to open the fridge. You're sleeping. You can do all these things. So like, many. So many. Your awareness, your consciousness. And you know, sometimes I have people, you know, couples and stuff and and, and they're really depressed and, and you ask them why they did something and they tell me, I don't know. And I fucking believe them. <laughs> yeah. I believe again, them. Again, right. what is that that basic premise of I don't know why I I do what I do and... And a step higher than that is I don't even think about what I do. Right. Oof. No, that's that's a sleepwalkers. Right. That's a sleepwalking. Yeah. Until some physical thing wakes you up and then you realize you made a fucking mess. You went to the kitchen, you opened this, you opened that. And now in your reality, when you snap back to re- into your consciousness, to your awareness, you say, look at this mess. My life's a mess. Part of that too is again in this society. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> we're, we're we're we just feel like I'm not happy, but who's happy? And what does that look like? And how does that feel? And I'm not familiar. Okay, so that's sort a of, whole just, episode. This is a pursuit of happiness. You know, girl, listen. The pursuit of ha- you know we this is that's a huge topic, right? Because yeah, I had a mm-hmm. I had a patient one time, and she said to me. Um, I said, so why why are you at the job that you're that you're at? And she said, oh, you know, because it, it pays the bills and you know the pay is pretty good. And I said, but what about happiness? What about some joy? What about doing things? And she said, what? Why? why? I never, I never, nobody's ever said that to me. Hmm. I said, are you I, are you kidding me? And I said, well, who t- told you that you she should must just be take old. it? Is she a boomer or something? No. Oh. Well, this is a while ago, but <laughs> yeah. So she was a bo- <laughs> so no. Well, at the time she was. 24. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? So she was mm-hmm. 24 years That's strange. old. strange. I and feel I like said, we're all about that now. Only that. What? Happy. We oh, well, you know, the yeah, pandemic the new, has, yeah, you know, yeah. kind of oh, yeah. like say, what, what what, the hell's going on? No, but this is, you know, okay. 10 years ago. Right. And People so do she think said, that way still, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so at, 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 at 25 years old, 24 years old, right. and then she says, yeah, oh, my, my dad says that, you know, mm-hmm. be, be, be grateful just that, that you even have a job. Right. I said, you're not making any sense at all. This is your life. You only have one. And so is that how, how you're going to live 50 it? the 50 hours? See, my thing with that is if you work a little part-time gig and you don't really care about the work and whatever, that's fine. You know, whatever. It's a small piece of your pie. However, if y'all are working 50, 60 hours at some place that you don't feel fulfilled, but you feel drained of your of your life force, of your creativity, of your of whatever, then... Uh, you're headed down a really, really dark path, and and you're just waiting to burst. And where where is that going? What is that doing to your your mind and your body? What does that do to you every single day? Right. And then you want to convince yourself that you're not depressed, or that there's something wrong, and you don't know what it is. Mm. And that's that's the that's what we're trying to do. We're right. trying to help everybody understand exactly what it looks like. If there could be a commercial on what it looks like right? The details of it. And then we would really be someplace. 
And then not to mention, you know, going to a depressed therapist. So I'm depressed and I go show up in front of a, a depressed therapist who, you know. Says nothing. Or again, normalize it, right? Normalize it. So we ha- do have, you and I do have a list of, in the next, in our next mm-hmm. episode, right? Mm-hmm. About what do you now do? Right. Now that you know what it looks like. Right. So, you know, see if you kind of identify with any of those and, you know, take a look at yourselves. And it's okay. Listen, there's solutions. You know, it's 2023. Okay. 21st century mental health here. Okay. If you can't, at this point, if if the problem is that you don't want to admit you're depressed, oh man, you're you're like far behind. Okay. Just get, let's get with the program. Yeah. Leave it's okay. Leave the term depression behind. It'll be all right. And just say, I'm a little this or that. Yes. That's it. This is how I'm feeling. I'm not good. Right. Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't need to label it. That's not necessary. That's That's for us. That's not really for you guys. That's for us to put you, right? That's a diagnostic manual situation. Y'all don't need to know about that. I always say, focus on your symptoms. Let's just focus on what the symptom is. Okay. Because all diagnosis is, is a collection of symptoms. That's all it is. Yes. Yes. And it's going to help you to know your feelings. Right. Again, you know, we're not talking about bombing words. We're talking about you really also knowing, okay, this is how I'm feeling and it doesn't make me happy. It's not feeling good. Right. And I, and I want to be happy and I know that I can. Right. Okay. All right. So stay tuned for the next one when we continue and we talk about in great detail, right? What do you do? Depression part two. Thank you for listening to City Shrinks. Stay tuned for future episodes where we answer your questions, hear your challenges, and hold everybody accountable. Be sure to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at City Shrinks.